Blog Talk Radio. Be 
What up, what up, what up? It's <laughs> 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 the Scoop uh, radio show, and we are ready to get rocking and rolling tonight. I am Kels, one of your co-hosts. Uh, shout out to my live. People are coming in. Please share. Uh, we are on air until 10 p.m., and I'm going to introduce the, the other calls of the show. I'm going to start off with one of the homies, Miss Shaquilla Willis of Elegance by Design. How are you doing, lady? I am doing well. Tired, but I am well. It's just been a Tuesday <laughs> and a Wednesday for your girl, but I'm in here, and I'm feeling good. So, uh, yeah, good to be here. What's up to my live? Y'all come in saying hello, hello, hello. Share, share, share. Hit that good old button for me for the one time. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> and none mm-hmm. other than Mr. Winfrey, the Panda Burns, is on with us tonight, too. Panda, 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 Panda. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing tonight? Doing well. Yeah. How you doing? What's up? I'm good. I'm well ready to get this show going. Okay, well, since everybody's ready, we're going to go ahead and kick mm-hmm. it off with the news. So, uh, when what you got okay. for us tonight? What's going on in the world? All right, so it, tonight in the news, we got a lot going on in the news. First of all, before we jump in the news, I got to get your um, thoughts on the royal wedding. So, Meghan, Meghan uh, Markle and Prince Harry. Uh, tied that knot and hold, yes. and hold on to God's unchanging hand. Uh, so I need. To, what did you two think about Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, the royal wedding? What did y'all think about that? Tell me, tell me your thoughts real quick. I'll go first because I still haven't watched the clip, but um, from what I understand, that it was some of our culture was in the mix for the wedding. Shout out to oh, Megan yeah. for mm-hmm. letting it be known <laughs> how we oh, do yeah. things. We, we, were so, we, we were oh yeah, I, I'm proud of the representation. So yeah, kudos. I mean, I wish them all the happiness, and you know, the world is gonna be watching. So I need mm-hmm. to get up on. I need to. I need to see that ceremony. But did y'all see the when she was walking down the aisle? Somebody like dubbed the video. They, they were singing Queen to Be from. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that, yeah, was funny, yeah. that was too funny But yeah I'm happy for him Yeah Q did you see it at all I did I watched some of it It was like on replay all of the day I did not wake up at Zero Dark Thirty To watch it um, uh-huh. But I did watch it And it was a beautiful ceremony I I love love So you know I'm I'm generally here for it as far as the controversy and things surrounding it, um, I just think we're mad about a lot these days, and I'm here for the love. <laughs> I'm just going to kind of put it right there, you know. It's kind of it, – I, I think we should start to really examine ourselves when we are picking apart love. But, you know, it is what it is. Congratulations. <laughs> to yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, would, I would listen. So if y'all – when y'all – Kelly, when you see it, you're going to see – that not only were we represented well, but I'm talking about musically, the choir. They had the, the they had us singing. 
Yeah, they had us. Um, uh, uh, the preacher. Listen, the preacher was so good. He um, he, the, the preacher was so good. My man almost started hooping, and then he said, "Listen, let me stop before so I can hurry up and get y'all married." So, uh, they had the brother, the young brother playing the cello. I mean, it was, okay. it was, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was a whole like this. It was a whole lot of. Uh, it was a little, it was a little Baptist church in there. I'm like, okay, you know, Megan, <laughs> Megan's mama was in there looking, was looking good. So they did good. Looking motherly. Good. I've seen that. She, listen, she was looking like she belonged. You know what I mean? She, okay. she looked like okay. she belonged. Mm-hmm. It was good stuff. It was looking like it was a whole lot of shea butter going on in there. You know, it was okay. good. <laughs> it was, Not to say butter. It was, co- it, was, it was a lot of Vaseline and cocoa butter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. My mom said that the, that the choir was lit, so. They were. I understand it's just. Yeah, I have to, I'm going to have to find this stand by me. I got to find it. I'm going to watch it tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was. Look, I was seriously, that. Elton John was there, and I was like, wait, they should, I'm surprised they didn't let Elton John sing. But when Brother started singing the stand by me, I was like, nah, I see why. Yep. So, yeah, they, they was on it. Yeah. It was on it. Okay. It was on it. All right. So let me jump into this news real quick then. So in the news, we got first up, um, our president, Barack and Mo- Michelle uh, Obama, have entered into a multi-year agreement with Netflix to produce series and feature. Uh, the Obama said they hope to promote greater empathy and understanding between people uh, and, help, and help them share their stories with the entire world. entire world. Apparently, so the Obamas have formed their own production company called Higher Ground Productions. And through this uh, production company, again, they will produce original content. They said that sometimes that they think that um, one of the shows they will do will be similarly to um, David Letterman's shows that he has on there, his, uh, his no, no needs, no introductions that he does where he interviews people, um, but apparently they're going to do more than that, So, which is pretty cool. What this doesn't say um, is, if you all remember correctly, their daughter, I think the younger one, has an interest in this area mm-hmm. too. So um, this is actually pretty cool for them because I don't see how they're doing something for them, but this is looks like something that's going to be a legacy um, that they can lead to their children too. So uh, shout out to the Obama with their first deal uh, from Netflix. So, uh, Q, what you think? I think this is awesome, and not just because it's the Obamas. Everybody knows that I'm here for the Obamas, but um, anytime that we get to be the voice and um, the engine behind our own stories and our own perspectives, um, regardless of the size of the voice, you know, I think this is awesome. Um, I don't think this will be something that will become political or um uh, song and dance, I think it could be, this has the potential to be authentic um, entertainment or authentic stories being told. So I haven't had a chance, seeing this all through my timeline today, everyone's talking about it, so I haven't had a chance to really delve into all of the details of what they plan to do with this. But these are two intelligent, very, very intelligent people, and the people that they have around them I see being huge for this. So good job. I'm, 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 I'm looking out. Netflix is 
continuing to provide a good outlet for my entertainment entertainment pleasure. So I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. I, I'm I'm excited. I mean, I love anything Obama. Uh, the Obamas are a household name that is so loving among mm. you know around the world. So I'm. I'm glad that they're doing something else. I want to stay in, you know, I want to be in their life. So if this is how they're going to keep us yeah. connected to them, yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to watch too, so I'm sure I'm going to catch whatever they produce. And they're just cool people. They're cool, genuine people. And I think they will produce some good things. And to know that their strategy is to connect people or to show people about different cultures and, and different creativity and talent is A plus in that alone. So I'm ready for it. I'm excited yeah. for them. Yeah, me too. It was good stuff. It was it was good stuff. Um, so it's not so not so as exciting. Well, depending on how you look at it. Um, <laughs> Spike Lee. So I don't know if you guys saw, but Spike Lee. Um, uh, the story says that he trashes President Trump. I hope that he trashed President Trump, um, but I think he spoke his opinion on President Trump when he was talking about his new um, movie um, that was released and apparently did and did very good at the Cannes Film Festival. Um, he yeah he had some words. So Spike Lee released his new movie or debuted his movie at the at the uh, the movie called Black Klansman. Um, it's a true story um, about. An uh, African American man who infiltrated the KKK, um, and so in the movie, um, Spike Lee, when asked about the movie, Spike Lee talked about basically how he felt about President uh, Trump's leadership. Uh, wouldn't refute call his name, but called him an MF um, or effer, and said that basically that he showed terrible leadership. He had an opportunity to show. That, um, that this was a, de- a defining moment, not just for America, but for the world. And this MF was given the chance to say that we're about love and not hate. He said, and he didn't. He didn't denounce um, MF and claim the alt right, the Nazi MFers. He said it was a defining moment. And he could have said to the world, not just the United States, that we're better than this. Um, again, uh-huh. apparently this, this movie debuted well. He won second place. Um, the movie comes out okay. next year, but yeah, it it was a, a very it's been talked about over the last week again his comments. So, uh, Charlie, what you think about his about, about his his about Spike Lee's comments? Spike Lee has been around so long that I feel like he has the right to say what he wants to say. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, it was a lot of beats going on, but he spoke the truth and he said. Exactly what was on his mind, and I think, you know, that's the message he wanted to get out, and I'm all for it. Use your mm-hmm. platform to say something, and he, that's exactly what he did, and that's what he's been doing for years. So I wouldn't expect anything mm-hmm. less. Fight the power, Spike. I agree. Fight the power. I agree. I agree, Q. Um, yeah, I have to definitely piggyback on what, Kel said as far as Spike Lee being around for a long time, I was I was going to say, like, Spike is getting up there in age. He's getting to that point where he's going to say exactly what he's thinking, when he's thinking it, and he's going to work it out later on how you feel about what he said. Uh, so for those reasons, I feel he gets all of the passes. And 
on top of that, I agree. You know, I what he was saying was not pretty and wrapped up all nice, but it was needed. It was necessary, and I don't see any lies detected. So, I mean, it is what it is. In the world of everyone saying how they feel right now, unapologetically, um, I'm not mad at somebody speaking the truth, you know. So, in my opinion, I'm good with it. Not mad. Me neither. I'm good. Yeah. I, was, I was not upset at all. I mean, again, you know, I, I think I think that again. So I'm not gonna say end. If you read it, talks about how at the end of this movie, he shows the scene from the the car driving in and um, the young, killing the young lady, which he he got permission from her her family to do it. But you know, just even you know with that, how where the place we are, where where we are as a country, um, I thought this movie. Seems like it represents, you know, well, but also, not in this article, but in another one that I read, um, that this movie, at the end of the movie at the film festival, that it got an eight-minute standing ovation. So I'm really interested to see, uh, this, you know, one, this one of these movies I'm going to check out. I, I didn't see Chirac because I had some issues with it, but... This one I'm actually I'm actually interested to see because I want to see what he does with it. And plus, John David um, uh, Washington is the lead, one of the leads, and he's a pretty good actor too. So, um, so I'm interested. So, all right, next we got um, so in game game three of the of the Western Conference Finals is on now, but in game two, Steph Curry, who is the <laughs> point guard for the Golden State Warriors. Um, had a very good third quarter. Let's just say that he's put up uh, 18 points on some unbelievable shots and layups and whatnot. And at one point, Steph made a shot, turned around, turned to the audience, and yelled, uh, "This is my effing, this is my effing house." Well, Steph Curry's mom didn't like that, and so Chef Curry's mom said, uh, "Sonya Curry was not pleased with it and told." That he needed to wash his mouth out with soap, and because that's not how he should be talking uh, on the court. Uh, Curry said, "Of course, she's right. I gotta do better. I can't talk like that." Um, and you know, they won the game again. Game four is on tonight. But I'm interested to think what y'all think about Chef Curry's mom making the statement uh, that he shouldn't be cussing on the court. A because he's a role model. B because he's a Christian um, and whatnot. So, uh, Q, what you think? I'm not mad at Mama Curry, not at all. Um, uh-huh. I think uh, I think that as parents, we still have to be mindful of the impact that our children make wherever they decide to go in life. And with the stage mm-hmm. that he's on, she still has to. She can congratulate him for his win and still be proud of him and his success and still correct him where there's still room for improvement. And while for us as adults, like, we're here for it, we feel it, like, we get it, and we were, like, in the moment with him in that time, she also knows that there are thousands and thousands and thousands of little curries <laughs> that are watching that, and that is still the weight that being the role model that he is holds. So, I mean, she didn't, like, go in on him. She told him, like, you need to get that together, like mom too. So I'm not, I'm not mad at that. Uh, Sarah, Sarah Jakes talked about this on her podcast today, too, and uh, it was quite funny. The mom was... We're here for it. So, yeah, I'm, 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 yeah. yeah. I thought it was kind of, to be honest with you, I thought it was kind of sweet. 
As long as it's still thought to tell him to watch his mouth. I'm here for it. I hope I can still call Adrian and tell him we get it together. That do sound like something my mother would do because she's real. My mother, real quick, to be like, So I listened to the show the other night. I'm like, Uh oh. Right. Yeah, I, was like, I was like, oh, Lord, not my baby. I was like, Lord, my mama, my mama didn't check me. I'm 30. I'm almost 40 years old, and my mama still be talking mm-hmm. to me. So I, I thought it was pretty cool. Kelly, what you think? Yeah, I I was shocked that, <laughs> that he said it, too. But, you know, my family is a basketball family, and we witnessed some things that, you know, with with the amount of nephews that I have, we witnessed some things, and they've had to, even in high school, have had to sit out games for saying stuff or, you know, cussing on the court. And I, I definitely applaud, you know, Mama, because I know that my Mama called me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Clean up. Like I, my parents know that I am still an angel, and I still try to be an angel in the public for them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'd, have been, I'd have been apologizing. I'd have been all on the news. Mama, I'm sorry. I got your message. Yeah, <laughs> let, me, yeah. let me tell you about Mama Johnson, though. Let me tell you about Mama Johnson. My mom is on Facebook, and she may tune in. She uh-huh. may see this. My mom is on Facebook. And do you know, if she requests you at a friend, she going to tell you, don't put nothing up here you yeah. don't want me to see. And right. if you put something up there, that she thinks is not right, she is going to go on your uh-huh. post mm-hmm. and say, take Let your stand and write, uh-huh. love mom or love Lady Johnson. <laughs> she is going to say right there on Facebook. So, yes. <laughs> if she sends you a friend request, <laughs> make sure. My cousin was like, ain't Jackie that came on my post and told me to take it down. I said, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And she took it down. I mean, 
I think Starbucks gets an A plus in effort from me because they have been diligent in trying to clear that name. Starbucks said, yep, yep. Y'all not supposed to do y'all not supposed to play <laughs> us. We not supposed to have it. And I I do applaud them because whether it's for publicity, whatever it's for, it's to me it's gonna help somebody. It's gonna work. Yeah. You're not gonna have these other because right after that incident, there was a few more incidents at Starbucks where people were being kind of harassed, in my opinion. Uh, when Starbucks Starbucks is known for letting people come in and you know people meet there for business meetings, and they may not necessarily buy something right off, or they may be waiting on a party. That's it. I mean, but that could be anywhere. So I'm glad that they are sticking to it and and letting the public know that they're not gonna tolerate it. They're not gonna be labeled. Um, racist or discriminatory, so I mean, kudos to them. And, and mm-hmm. they haven't even done the training yet, so they're letting us know like we got these policies. We're gonna change these policies. Yep. They're like black people, please. Black people don't boycott us. Pretty much. Oh yes. Kudos to Starbucks. Yeah. I agree with Kel. Um, I agree with Kel. I think that they have made an effort and made a point to not only, like, when it was first happening, they were vocal about it. They said, this is what we're going to do. And then the news cycle changed and, like, went on. You know, we know it still happened, but it was not at the top of everyone's mind. They have made it a point to, as this changes and their processes and policies and the trainings happen, they're the ones that go back into the, the headlines and the news and say, hey, we're still working on that. We're we're still doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still doing what we're mm-hmm. And it's you know the action. We always we always say so every time we get mad, we say we always talk about it. We want somebody to do something about it. Let somebody take a real from the top down and make an effort to really change it. Well, I mean, what else? Like good job. You know what I mean? Like they are doing exactly what we have always said from. As long as it's been going on, what we wanted big companies to do. It's bigger than just the people. It's bigger, like, they got to change it. Well, they're doing exactly that. And for that, yep. I'm, on my, I'm seeing a caramel macchiato this weekend. <laughs> for that reason, <laughs> in my little car. I'm not doing that. We're not doing that. Yeah. We're seeing Dunkin' Donuts. We don't do that. Yeah, are you loyal yeah. to the donuts? No. <laughs> but I'm, but I'm not going to slam them, though, so that's, that's what I'm going to do. I'll, I'll allow it. That's okay. <laughs> I'm all for loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. So yeah, I'll let you be. Yeah, I'm going to say this. Look, ain't neither one of them paying me, so I, I am a free agent. My loyalty, my loyalty can be purchased. I just want to throw it out there. Whichever one of them want to call first. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So let's, I'm going to wrap this up with the news brought to, brought to you by The Money Mentor. Um, if you have not uh, enrolled in the 30-day Money Mentor makeover, you should. So for 30 days, uh, I will in 30 days, I will teach you um, uh, reduce your debt payments to um, increase your savings and your investments and give you all of the systems that are necessary for you to, to meet whatever your long-term goals. Um, so right now I'm running a special, $47. If you're interested, uh, email me at dthemoneymentor1 at gmail.com, dthemoneymentor1 at gmail.com. All right, our first song for the night, 
is another new song. It is called When I'm Away by Michael. Again, it's called When I'm Away by Michael. I can new music, so let's check it out. So we'll be right back after this, jump in the hot topic on the Scoop Radio Show.
away, away, away. I'm not lying to you. Okay, new music. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, that's great. What a way to come on in. Mm-hmm. Lead us on into the hot topic that is next. Our next segment um, is Hot Topic, brought to you by Kirby Kitten Clothing, where self reflection is perfection. You can get you some Kirby Kitten at www.curvykittens.com, and you can use the code CurvyMe, that is K U R V Y Me. Curry me, uh, and that will get you a fifteen percent discount. So, this hey, hey. was uh, asked by one of our members, Miss Keisha, and she says this: So, you've been talking to a person for a bit and decide to go out on the first date. Let's say the movie. Ladies, you come in a cute sundress, for example, and the guy shows up in gym shorts, slides, and a t-shirt with with some holes in it. How do you handle the situation? So do you say something or not? If so, when? When they pick you up or meet you for the date or after? How do you address the dating issues of someone's attire? And then it says, men, how would you feel if you put in effort and your date came looking subpar? So. <laughs> huh. Yes, this topic took off. I mean, Sue is the post hit. Everybody was ready. We had to make it the hot topic tonight. So basically, we're talking about attire for first date, first impression. So I'm going to start with Q because she, if she can remember, baby, that she's been married for like <laughs> ever, since eternity. And I, <laughs> I always tease it. You know, she's the married vet on, on the panel. Oh, my so, goodness. <laughs> But she still has good dating tips. So, yeah. What do you think about this topic? So, yeah. I, listen, I think when you first date, you are supposed to set a, I mean, you're supposed to put your best you forward on a first date. I don't think first date is the date that you're supposed to step out there and half-ass it. You know, show it, show your company super, like, no, I don't want to do that. And, you know, yeah. folks can say what they want to about that. But on my, when I'm meeting you for the first date, like, I'm looking cute. I'm I'm appropriate for where we're going, you know, if I know where we're going. And the, the comment was a movie. If I'm going to the movie, I'm going to be casually cute as hell, Okay. So your <laughs> basketball shorts and slides and t-shirts, you're gonna look, you're gonna be underdressed for what I'm coming with. And because this is how I usually roll when I'm going out for a date night, those are usually different than every other night. So I'm mm-hmm. going to look different than every other night. And I would expect for, and I would appreciate it very much if my date showed me the same courtesy of taking the time and effort of looking like a snack. I'm going to go to the post a little bit before I go to win, but 
<clears throat> let's see. One person says, I don't know that I would say anything since it's a movie, but he would be able to tell by the way I'm dressed that he needs to be dressed accordingly if there's a next time. Right. Um, another another member says, I would have to say something when he picked me up. Oh, I see you decided to go super casual tonight. I thought we were going out. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, let's see. Another person, Kabisha says, what I would say, oh, I thought we were going to the movies. If we were going to, to go shoot hoops, you should have told me. Let, okay. them, right. let them know that <laughs> they dress for the, that you're not dressed for the occasion, boo. So, yeah, most people, I mean, there's some people that were saying that it wouldn't really bother them that much, and I'm, I'm going to wait for my comments. Yeah, but um, when coming from the men of the crew, what do you think about the situation? First of all, I know you're not going dressed down, but do you put certain standards on women when you date, you know, if you're going on a first date with a woman? Um, I don't tell people what to wear. Let me say, so let me answer the original question first. Can I answer the original question first? Yeah, go ahead. So my original, the original question, if a man goes, unless he assumes that this is like a homie, or mm-hmm. you don't know any better and, and been trained, or he just that you know like that dude, y'all know what I'm talking about. Like he's that kind of guy, and you know it if he's that kind of guy. Um, no man is going on a first date with a shirt, as as I asked on the as she elaborately or elegantly told me that has looked like some moths that ate through it. Like we, you're not doing that. First date, you are trying to make an impression. On a young lady, and at at worst, let me. So even on a even on a, a, a like a, a, a whatever you want to call it, even if you're just trying to get you some for that night and you don't want a relationship, you're still not coming out the house with no shirt with holes in it. So you're gonna put on a polo. You're gonna put on. You're gonna put on a shirt. You're gonna you know make sure it's crispy. Something. No dude who really cares. About a woman, no real, no man who really cares about a woman is going on a date with a shirt with holes in it that look like like mm-hmm. a toe up shirt, like he's he doing yard work. It's just not gonna happen. Now to answer your other question, do I think some about some? Uh, what do I tell women? Like the man, women do, but there's usually a type of woman that I date. So the type of woman that I date is gonna dress a certain way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, did I answer that question? Yes, you did. Um, and Keisha's on the live. She said, like she said before, it's like a job interview. You don't go on an interview, have A in it, and expect to get a call back. So why would a man or woman be expected to go out with someone again if they come through, have A? Find yourself talking to her voicemail because her, her block feature on her phone is me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my thoughts on it. I'm gonna tell y'all a story, and I'm gonna try to keep it generic to keep all parties anonymous. But I, <laughs> I was meeting somebody for a date, and uh-huh. yes, it was a casual date. But when I got there, this person's shirt was so sweaty. That the neck 
the neck was hanging. Like the neck of his shirt mm-hmm. was literally like kind of hanging off his <laughs> hanging off his shoulder. I, I remember. Like, mm-hmm. I know this man is not sitting here waiting on me with this shirt hanging off his shoulders like that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there has to be some standards. Like, you cannot expect someone to not be turned off looking at your little dingy shirt. <laughs> and then I've had another person that I met. This man came to pick me up. Now, this really isn't an excuse. Came to pick me up, a different person came to pick me up, and I guess he had been to a barbecue or something earlier that day. That let me know you didn't go home and change enough. You didn't think enough of me to go home and wash your butt before coming <laughs> to pick me up. So he came, he comes to the door, and <laughs> I let him in, and I mean, he smelled like all day. You gonna <laughs> tell me you had to pick me up a day, you smell like all day? You smell like all day? Charcoal, his shoes was Dusty and dirty, and he had Kool Aid stains on his shirt. I'm done. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I can. I refuse. If I go to another mm-mm. date and somebody, and then I see a Kool Aid stain or somebody's shirt sweating and hanging off their body, I'm done. I'm not giving them no chances. Mm-mm. I'm not having no. Chances. I cannot mm-mm. do it. I have been born. If I lie, they laughing at me. <laughs> but I, I just had to share. So yes, yeah, this is a very touchy subject for me. You know, and the men, oh. what's going on with the bros? I can't believe the men in the group are going in trying to excuse this. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think, so, so I can, here's my thing. I was with them, so I was with them on the basketball short part. The basketball short with the Nike slide-ins, I was like, okay, that's not too bad. But, you know, I mean, that's not, I can get, if it's somewhere that's real hot and you that type of person, you might wear some, you know, some, some matching slide-ins and the matching shorts, you know, something like that. But what got me is, I'm sorry, uh, a shirt, a dingy shirt with holes in it, it's just, that's just not what we do. Like, again, if you got on the matching Nike shirt with the with the, with the the shorts and the slide-ins, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you, you know, you, that's, that's, that's okay. <laughs> Keisha said, Keisha said the slides are house shoes. I mean, it depends. Like some of them are, are some some of them, I'm talking about the, like the, the the fashionable ones. I'm not talking about the ones that look, you look like you've been cutting grass in. I'm not. Nike does not the make ones a where, daytime slide. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. Nike does not make a daytime slide. Nike I mean, if you, it depends okay. on where you're going. If we going to the beach, no, I mean, no, I'm not. You you no. didn't take out the trash. Yes. Slide. If I see them oh, slide out in the street 
and you ain't carrying no trash bags, you will get a ticket. <laughs> Some of them, some of them, like seriously. Sometimes they're okay. If, if it's a hundred degrees outside, what and you got on, just, come on now. I want you to find a picture of some flies that's okay to be on a date. You want me to send you some? I'm gonna send you some. I want you to send me a picture of some nice flies. <laughs> Because I have a, I had a pair of Adidas slides that were, because my feet hurt all the time, that I would wear on stuff like that. But they would be like, again, they're, they're really nice. They're not, they clean. Like, it's not really, like, I'm telling you, they're okay. And you put them <laughs> on. Are they and you, they, no, they Adidas. But they got, like, the Adidas slides that have, um, <laughs> Adidas, but they have, like, this real thick. Like soft sole on, on them that makes you. I'm telling you, it feels so good. Okay, and do you wear them barefoot or you wear them with long knee socks? I don't wear long knee socks at all, but uh, I don't. Wear, I don't wear long knee socks, but I. Um, <laughs> I mean, if your feet not done, you need to put some. You, you definitely need to put some. Put something on them. Well, you can't be out there with your toes looking terrible. Ryan says going out to the show is not really a reason to get all dressed up. A sundress is not all that dressed up, in my opinion. But maybe he figured he might get lucky. Here's some action on the first date. His hoop shorts, easy access. Oh, I forgot he said it at the end. I would have read his comment. That's the no no. Ryan, crazy. Everybody on my live want to know, want to see these nice slides, Winston. Don't nobody believe I'm that slides are date worth. I got Alyssa on live said she want to see them. Keisha, she said they ain't Stacey Adams slides. She don't know what kind of dressy slides they are. <laughs> so she. But let me tell y'all this part. Q, I don't know if you heard. Did you see the part? Yeah, you was on that part when they were like, basketball shorts are equivalent to sundresses. Girl, no. Yes, I love it. Right. Listen, wait, 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 wait. Let me. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. The way some some ladies wear wear sundresses, they are okay. It, it is equivalent. Some of y'all, some people out here wearing these sundresses like they um uh, uh, uh like okay. they moo-moos that you would normally wear around the house. So. We ain't talking about like dressy, dressy sundresses. Some some folks around him wearing them sundresses, and now they smell like chicken grease, and they smell yeah. like uh, motions, and they smell right. like yeah. you know, they smell like Sunday and they deserve dinner. A flag as well. Those ladies deserve a flag as well. So my thing is, you cannot dumb it down and then say it's okay. So a sundress. <laughs> That's just like that's like a, you just it doesn't make sense to me. A sundress, if it's a Disney sundress, sundress, and you should throw it away, yeah. just like you should throw away the Disney, the the Nike, the, the the hoop shorts and the slides and the, all of that. There is appropriateness, uh-huh. and then there is inappropriateness. If your sundress crap uh-huh. are hanging and you got to keep pulling them and your colors are fading and it wasn't on purpose, throw the dress away. Uh-huh. If you go. Mm-hmm. If you got slides, you need to reschedule the dog on date. Okay? Holler at your boy that wears the same size as you get you a full shoe that covers the whole damn 
that. Now, if if somebody's wearing a chicken fry sundress on the yeah. date, that is wrong. I, I agree with you. But we, yeah. y'all yeah. know women not wearing the sundress that they wear to fry chicken and do hair in some, on some, the date. Some are. Some are. Some are now. Come on. Look. Some, y'all, some are. I don't know. Somebody taking out that that sundress and wearing it on a date. I listen, just uh, listen. You want you want. Look, I'm, all I'm saying is, <laughs> Sunday you Sunday after church, you over the stove cooking and uh-huh. cooking chicken grease, and then you want to wear that same thing out to dinner. You pull one of these over the head on the way to the door. Even sitting by the door on the way out, you can just do a switch or change or Superman that thing and just boom <laughs> over the head. Head on that one too. Those, they're not. They're not. 
like one guy did say, what if he, you know, we were going on an athletic date or something like that. Yeah, if you're going on an athletic date and you tell me that you're going on an athletic date, then I'm going to wear something athletic. I bet you I'd still be cute, though. I wouldn't come okay. in there in the I work out in by myself at work. Like, I'm probably going to go mm-hmm. buy a workout outfit. Like, that's when I would I'm do some <laughs> What'd you say? Yep. I said, I'm color coordinated, honey. My jacket yeah. matches my tank with my tights. My socks are cute <laughs> with my little tissues. My pockets are Yeah. You will yeah. not be focused on the workout, bro. That will not be your focus on tonight. If we are going for an athletic <laughs> thing, you will not be worried about what rip you are on, sir. Sorry. Not sorry. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Hey, just say. Mhm. Yeah, but all I have to do, I'm gonna say this, and I'm done. I'm, all I'm gonna say is this, ladies: if the man, if you wear the same leggings that you work out in, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Or if you wearing them leggings that's got the cop, that's got the mm. cotton ball rolled, the rolled up cotton ball on in the in the. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Rolled up. Don't say nothing. <laughs> you wearing the, the leggings that you done wore, that you w- w- jumped up and yeah. go to the store on the day. I don't want to hear you say nothing about them slides. No slides. <laughs> yeah. And I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, just before we go, we got to wrap it up. But uh, another point that uh, Keisha made on my live is that she thinks maybe some men don't really care about how um, women are dressed because maybe it's a challenge to them. If they see a woman that's well put together, they may not think she's a challenge or they can save her and play captain versus, you know, a woman who is well put together. So maybe men don't put that much emphasis on clothing because that goes along with their, you know, they have to be a hero mentality, which is another point. I don't know. I don't see, I don't see, I don't, I can agree. I put it that way. I can agree with that because I know some men do slum. <laughs> so they yeah. say it's okay for the woman to come on in her um, house shoes and her scarf and pat her weave, you know. And maybe I like for some men out there. But... This has been very funny. I enjoy, <laughs> excuse me, I enjoy the conversation about this dress. <clears throat> And I think that we everybody made their point, and I hope that any other, if anybody out there want to take me on any date, just please, man, don't come in the slides or the holy t-shirt. You know, I can, I can, I can compromise on the basketball shorts because that may be, you know, that may be a good look, something I might want to look at. Wow. <laughs> clothing and we are ready for some more music this is another new one to the show and it's called thank you letters and it's by tommy h so see y'all i would like to say thank you for all that you've done for me when i had no hope and felt like giving up you helped me believe in myself again and feel like there is a possibility i could do this 
I could actually defeat cancer. So for that, I would like to thank you for helping me not give up and keep fighting the fight. It's people like you that make people like me realize there are others out there that are willing to help when there's a reason to help. You are an angel from God.
and I'ma grip the hips and I'ma lock and load to make magic. Go go gadget, it's a hell of a trust and I. I'ma get between your thighs. Myself 
you know, in pain just to be with somebody. I'd rather rip that Band-Aid off, close myself off in a dark room and cry for a couple of hours and, and be like, do this. So it's very easy for me to tell when to break up. It's going to be hard for me to tell <laughs> when to stay together. It's mm-hmm. probably going to have to be some years invested before. I, ugh, that's a tough one. I know I know when to say to, to call it off, but when to say to, to stick, stick in there, that's a hard one for me. I have to, I have to think on that. I have to sleep all this. But I, <laughs> I know I'm not trying to. I think we should try to have our, our relationships be as close to easy, like a Sunday morning, as we can. It's too much other stuff to be stressful in the world. And if you call yourself loving somebody, you should try to. It, it you know, it should try to be a little easier. I just, yeah. <laughs> I was talking. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Ooh, that was about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry. What do you see when you think about that? They're still fighting about these slides. They're still fighting about these slides. They're still fighting about these slides. They're still I think a lot of it has to well, it has to do with once you, if you realize that both of you are not trying to do life the same way. If you're not trying to, you know, if you don't have the same morals, if you don't have the same or if the same respect or level of respect for each other's gifts, stuff like that. I think that's when I when you know it's time to go. If you can't even have conversations that are mm-hmm. healthy. You know, y'all just, you know, you can't get beyond, if you can't get beyond he cute and she cute, then, mm-hmm. yeah, then it's time to let it go. All right. <clears throat> I would agree I with have, that. I have someone on my live. Uh, this is Tay. She, she pretty much says the same thing I did, that if the bad outweighs the good, then, you know, it's time to give it up. But when is it time to stay? Nobody has said when it's time to stay. Is everybody, everybody pushing away That's from me. <laughs> that is why I waited to say my two cents at the end. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so I am not really good with the leave part. Um, <laughs> I, I'm the flip of that. I'm the one that doesn't know when. You know, I, I'm a. My mama has always said that I have a long-suffering spirit, and she loves it and hates it about me. Um, and you know, it's one of those things that I've come to accept about myself. Um, I can say, for, in my opinion, and this is not just for me personally, but I think when it's time to stay is when when there's no one there and you are by yourself, staring up at the ceiling at night, and you have to be like super honest with you. If at if at that point you can look at your relationship and see where there's still room for you to grow, where you could have affected change and made it better, and the other person has also room to grow, and and you are willing to still do it together, I think those are the times where you can still see each other and say, all right, we kind of got off track right here, let's fix this. But it has to be a commonality to me to make that. You have to have a common ground that this is where we are, and I see me, I see you, I see where we're going, and we can move forward from there. Um, it often goes, you often go through a bunch of BS before you get to that place, 
But I think that is when you really love somebody, when the root of that thing is really love and that's where it came from, um, and it's gotten rough and you don't like each other and you don't really have a whole lot to say, it's rough. Like, James and I have been separated twice in our 15 years of marriage. And it was at the beginning, but we have been, like, for real, living in the different houses, not talking to each other. The families aren't cool, like, separated, thought it was over type separated. And we still, and I can say for me and for him, we both had those moments where when we were through blaming each other, we still had to see that there were still some fingers that were justifiably and truthfully pointing back at ourselves and we didn't want to give up on what we had created, what we knew we could be. So that's why we chose to stay. And other relationships, other couples that have been longstanding and have gone through some things and have, you know, hit some hills and valleys, say the same thing. That has been what they decide, what made them decide to stay. It wasn't the other person. It was them looking at themselves and realizing, I still got a little work to do. I'm not as perfect or as right as I thought I was when we were in the thick of the thing that said that we were done. So <clears throat> I'm not real good at finding the leave options. Me, I'm really, I, I'm more willing to sit down and see where we can fix it. So that, you know, that that's kind of how I, where I leave from. But I'm not for toxicity. That was one of those things that he and I and other people that have been in these relationships have had to come to understanding. When we are hurting each other, like what Kel said, when we're crying more than we're laughing, when we're having more, you know, there's less to say than there is to say, you really have to reevaluate the compatibility of the people. You know what I'm saying? You, you, no relationship is great all the time, but you got to make sure there's still something to connect, connect to. Does that answer that, Kel? Does that give you a little more on, I mean, on the state for that? It does, but to me, if you, I do understand about, you know, looking within yourself because I think that that's probably the key because I think when people are fighting to stay or to keep something, you have to decide if you really want it because I know just thinking about the past in in the few long-term relationships I've had, I usually stayed because, you know, honestly, it was because of what other people would think. It's because I didn't want to hurt the person that I care for. And so I, I, like, really thinking back, I have to be honest with myself to say that I never stayed for me. So that's why I probably, I'm bitter towards staying for it because I feel like anytime I've stayed, it's been the wrong, that's deep, you know, that's it's the wrong reason. So so the same thing right. kept happening, so I found myself in a rut, you know, like you, like, found mm-hmm. myself stuck. And so mm-hmm. I guess that's maybe, and that might be why a lot of people are afraid to even Mention the state part, but yes, you you did answer it very well as far as you know, really yeah. looking at yourself. It's about you. Yeah, and I, would, okay. I think I'm gonna agree. I agree with you. I think the only difference I would, the only thing I would add, I would add to that is it's not so much just when you when you both realize it and are willing to do the work, but it's when you're willing to do the work and like because here's my. Let me let me preface it. I think part of my issue is when we determine that we're going, to, we, when we see the areas that we can improve, we often sometimes use that as an excuse to give the person a pass for bad behavior. And I think we have to be careful that we don't do that to such an extent that we are we enter into a place where where there are what I would call like even though we usually use this term in the terms of, of racism. But even in relationships where there are microaggressions or micro fractures 
happening to our our souls and to our minds, and we're okay with it. So I think we just have to also be cognizant of that. Like I'm not continuing to just you know give give away out or give whatever just so that person. So even though I know I could have you know I shouldn't have done this, but you know because that's that's borderline abusive. Mm-hmm. I think what I'm trying to do. I agree. Okay. <clears throat> and I have I have another live comment. This is from uh, Miss Tiffany, who is my cousin. Hey, cousin. Um, she <laughs> says, "You say as long <laughs> as you are willing to fight for the relationship, and when you have no more fight in you and you're fed up, it's time to leave." Which um, I definitely understand that. When you get to everybody knows they're their tipping point or, you know, that kind of thing. So if you get to that point, I don't think that be, you know, you wouldn't even be fun to be around. You probably wouldn't even be be in that space uh, once your fight leaves. You know, you wouldn't be in a loving space or in a trying space of so your partner would definitely lose their fight too. So, yeah, there's a, that's, that's a big red flag to go in and leave if, you're, if your fight leaves. You have any passion to keep going? Yeah. Now, Kelly, let me ask you. Kelly, let me ask you this question. So, what's the difference between? I'm going back. You said when you're uh, crying more than you're laughing. So, are you saying? Are you talking about like in a, like how do you know when that's just not like a seasonal thing versus mm-hmm. just a like a, this is a permanent thing? Like, how do you know when enough is enough? Because Every, like she said, every relationship goes is going to go through rough periods. So, what's the difference between we just having a rough, or how do you know the difference between this is just a rough patch versus this is now the norm of our relationship? Oh, okay. For the longest relationship I was in when I was engaged, um, to tell just to be totally uh, transparent, there was there was always like an underlying issue of trust in our relationship. And even though we were engaged and we were planning the wedding and working toward the wedding and had everything planned because we didn't break up until six weeks before, there was a season of about, I would say a good three or four months where there, there was just trial after trial. I mean, it was just, it was always something, um, you know, like I, I caught him in, this lie, then, you know, somebody called his cell phone and I answered, the woman called his cell phone and I answered, you know, uh, I got some messages from another woman, you know, it was just, it was these things, and I thought, well, it's just a test, you know, it's just a test to see, because we're having trust issues, and I tried to stay and fight for it, and I felt like, then, I didn't really look at myself to know that I was kind of fading away anyway. But I, at that time, I was one of those women that had to see it. And so I waited until it boiled over. So I feel like if you give it, you know, I hate to bring numbers into it, but y'all know I am. If you if you give it a quarter of a year, if you give it three or four months, to me, that's, you know, that's the season in any way, shape, or form, in business, in love, in, uh, you know, our jobs, in school. If that's a season. If you go a season with the same thing, then to me that lets me know that your pattern has already been formed there through that season. 
So I didn't have to wait another three or four months, which I did. So in a total of seven months, I could have saved a lot of money and time and heartache, but I let it keep going. So in my opinion, to know that it's not just temporary, if it lasts through a season, to me, that's, you know, that's cool, that's cool enough. A fourth of your year is, is troublesome. I don't know. What do y'all think? What do y'all think about time-wise? How much time would you give it? Um, um, for me, actually, I think. Yeah, go ahead, kid. No, I was gonna say for me, um, I like I like how you put the the seasons as far as like business, how it happens in business, like even hell the calendar. Um, mm-hmm. and there's 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 kind of a time frame that's already determined for seasons. Um, mm-hmm. for me though, I think the time the the leeway that you allow your season to last is dependent upon if you've identified why you're there um if you are if you know something has happened if if there has been a trial that you've gone through that has now caused something to shift in your relationship that you're now trying to work through and things are off and you're trying to figure out how to find your way through that then i think that's something that you look at differently than all of a sudden this person now talks to me crazy, treats me different. We don't vibe on any of the same wavelengths that we did before, like a complete switch up. And even in that space, and again, y'all, just take what I say from a space of marriage, like, because I don't know about dating. So when you have to think about, have I brought this up? Have I said, hey, I noticed something different? Have I, you know, why are we here? You know, if you allow it to just go for the season and no one say anything, no one do anything, no one make any changes, no action to address it, then in a way I don't think you've given your season. You haven't used your season the right way. Um, you've just allowed yourself to live for a couple months. You know what I'm saying? So for me, that I think it depends on what you do with your season. You know, if you just exist, then you kind of get what you get. But if, if, if the couple is actively trying to work through whatever it is that has them in that space, that's a part of the that's a part of the good and bad that comes with marriage. But if one person is being constantly given, you know, the the hardcore of a situation with no remorse, no give back, no reason, then that's where I would put I would classify as the more tears than than laughter type thing, and that's when that's when it's toxic and it's time to treat. Yeah. yeah, someone on my live said. The season should last one year, or you know, you you should give it a year to know if if it's really just a stage or something temporary. Mm-hmm. I think that the term that that's dependent on really where your the the amount of time. I think some of that's going to determine be determined by the amount of time that you have in the relationship, and I think. That's also and where you are in the relationship. I mean, if this is something that's new, then you're probably not going to give it the same length of time that you would if this is something that you've been together several years. So I think a lot of it again goes back to um, just kind of where you are, like where you are, and then where you are in life. Like the older you get, the less time you have to be doing to be wasted. Like I don't, you know, when you get it's like yeah, determine. I think. Either the older or the more focused. I don't know what, what maybe it's the older you get, the more focused you get 
on certain things. It's like I really don't have time to waste doing this. So I'm going to do something else. You know, and you kind of move on quicker. Yeah. So do you think – so do you – I know with new relationships, like you said, with new relationships, sometimes it's easier to uh, give up. But would you advise – like if you had a couple that you had to cancel, would you advise them that since it was so new to stick it out? But well, are they married? I mean, are they married or are they single? I mean, are they dating? Uh. We can say married. We can say married. Yeah, I mean, if they're, if they're married, if they're married, and and I would definitely, because I think I think when you're married, you have to stop, or you have what you do is there, like you have to worry about certain like questions of ending of a marriage, and so you want to make sure that I think there's a married couple that you have that you've gone and, and checked the hearts that you made sure that the people are. You know, they're still in it, that they're willing to do the work, like you said earlier, but then also that they understand kind of what got them to this point. And then you have to give them tools. Like married people, you, you need tools at that point because mm-hmm. you've already made a, a commitment to each other to remain in this, this relationship. So I think that's a little okay. different. Uh, well, I would okay, tell like so, I said, I mean, now if this is an abusive situation, that's different. Right, but well, okay. So you asked if it was married. So if it was just a dating couple, you wouldn't give them the same advice. No, not again. It depends on where they are in the dating relationship. If they're new, mm-hmm. and it depends on what we're talking about in terms of what's wrong. I mean, if it's yeah. like I said, first of all, if I think if there's any level of abuse in a relationship, like physical abuse, if I see a lot of emotional abuse, like I'm literally first of all make sure that this is really what it is. Uh, and then at that point, first of all, let me back up and say I'm never telling anybody to leave. I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna like girl, people, brother, you need to leave. But I'm going to get them to the point where they understand that if this, if you all are not together on this, then there is a time that it is okay for you all at this point. You're not married, that this is okay for you to not be with this person. Yep, and give them. The, that opportunity. I, it's not my job as their counselor or their pastor to tell them to or to not to be married. That's not my job. And I can't do that and I wouldn't want to do that to anybody. But I do want to give them the tools that they can to make that decision for themselves to help them understand that if you make this decision, this is what you're what you're doing. Yep. I agree mm-hmm. with you on that. Because that's why I kind of say, as far as the whole dating thing, why I say I'm fluid in this. Um, y'all have heard how I respond to a lot of the what if and do you like type questions as far as dating is concerned in the group. I, I am a huge advocate for compatibility. I think we really downplay compatibility for what stuff looks like. And you the, the as frustrated as I get with the way that we pose questions in our forum, these are necessary conversations that I think we should be having with one another and really start to weigh this kind of stuff when we decide, do, does this work? Not everybody that you like a little bit should be your forever love. You know what I mean? At some point you can determine that this is not going to be long-term for me. This was cool for a little while. We had a good amount of fun. It was nice. 
know you like a play cousin, let's keep it pushing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's okay. Everyone isn't for everybody, and we shouldn't be so willing to just say that's wrong because it's not what I want. That's just not right for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, even when it comes to our hot topic questions as far as the dress down or dress up, there is a woman in the world who would be perfectly fine with her dude showing up in the slides and the hoop shorts because, <laughs> like, she'd rather be in her tights and her tank top. Like, that's her thing, and that's perfect. Mm-hmm. And let them be happy and, and slide off into the sunset together. But for the chick who likes stilettos and to look like, you know, she wants to be somewhere, and the dude who likes to smell good and wear the button up, those two people are compatible and would probably be more willing to work it out because they've got the same type of ideals about a thing. It's And we think it's so simple because it's just like, but those are those things are how people work, how they communicate, how they process things, and that's how they'll problem solve and budget and family plan together. The basis of how people think about things really work when it comes to relationships. So, like, we can't discount that. And when we're dating, that stuff matters. And there's an out clause when dating, and I don't think we do that enough. Like, get out. <laughs> if it's not right, get out. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. That's, 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 yeah. I and I think you know what, and I think we can't. I think we, to your point, and I know you got to, we got to go. Is I think when yeah. when you're dating, you you have to you, because my 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 thing that I always struggle with with dating is if you're dating dating because dating is practice for marriage, you don't want to like I I say get out. And I know Q says saying get out, but I think we're saying get out like responsibly without just being destructive. Because again, yeah. if you form that yeah. pattern, if you form that pattern that same pattern carries into marriage. So don't do that. Like investigate, but don't feel like if I leave this or this, this dating relationship, I'm never going to get another date. And I think that that's the difference. Like do it because it's the right thing to do. It's time to do it. Don't do it because, Oh my God, I'd rather have a piece of a man or a piece of a woman than to be single again. I think that's the, that's the difference. Yeah. Good point. Definitely a good point. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so that was a good talk. Good talk. I'm glad we had that conversation. Um, but it is now time to go ahead and wrap this one on up. I'm sorry. I'm trying to say hello to Gina. Hey, Gina, I'm not typing and talking very well, so I'm just going to speak your hello, honey. Uh, <laughs> so it is now time for us <laughs> to get to our uh, final song for the night, which is Take You Away. By is this Spice One? Uh, when mm-hmm. or is it Spice? Okay, Spice One, new music for tonight. Take you away. Let's get it. <laughs> I think we're gonna get it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Never fails at least one time every so often. Huh? Oh, we had a we had a, a technical difficulty in a long time. Right. All right, let's try this. <clears throat> I don't. Know. It's just be it's the devil. Mm-hmm. Y'all want me to say it's the devil? Wait, okay. <clears throat> Me, 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 me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
I'm a many next man in Vanilla. I'm warming up. <laughs> All right, while you guys are getting that together, I'm going to go ahead and close this segment again by uh, reminding you that this segment was brought to you by Elegance by Design, where healthy hair and skin is our priority. (laughs) What a beautiful you is our specialty. You can get your sexy shade, your tingle toes, your sexy shade cocoa coiling custard, your T-shirts, the mug, all that good stuff um, at elegancebydesign.com. You can use the promo code, thank you, sugar, and save 15%. You can also, uh, Curvy Kitten is also running the promo code. It's been a minute, so I'm on and loop up back in in my segment as well. Use uh, Curvy Me as your promo code at curvykittens.com to save 15% off there as well. Yes, yes. Ooh, they don't want to let us be great. They do not want to let us be great. That's all right. That is all right. <laughs> we are going to be great regardless. <laughs> Y'all know that song? Ain't your mama pretty. Y'all know that? Y'all can do my back uh, after that. Y'all remember ooh. that song? Ain't your mama pretty. She got me. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Y'all know that. Y'all, I cannot believe y'all don't know that. Uh, no, I don't know that one. Oh, like when we just made, don't do me. Is that one of them? Uh... Don't do me. <laughs> Y'all know it's your mama pretty. She got meatballs on her cheeks. Y'all know that. She got bacon and eggs no. between her legs. Ain't your mama pretty. Cali, Cali, you see the sunset? Is you with me? Is 
you ready to have you some fun yet? Let me take you away, check your man for a week or two. You said you miss me, and I'm looking forward to seeing you. Blue waters and black sand, no waiting to send Japan. Palm trees and a breeze, me and you can relax, man. Think about the things that we never had time to. And after that, we visit the Great Wall of China. I'm cooler than the fan, but keep you warm in Alaska. I can't wait, I wish this weekend was coming faster. Can you get away? Hurry up and let's go. I know you said you was tired of waiting. Wait, cause see, I want to travel the world and all the states. And sip on pina colada. Already hit the flat up. And don't forget to pack the Gucci, Indian Prada. I got a lot of places I've been planning to see. Like Madagascar and cruising the Caribbean. Malaysia or Puerto Rico. Iwo Jima or Chiba. Chiba. Coughing on cannabis off the coast of Costa Rica. Brazil and Venezuela. Virgin Islands and Cuba. Let's take a vacation vibe in the villas of Aruba. Let me take you away. We finally got it on there, and I, uh, I'm glad we did. That was a cool little, little summer ride jam. I'm with that. All right, so it is, as you all know, these are, these are quickly becoming my favorite parts of the show. Like, I like listening to us and all that, but, like, these are where the, the nuggets are. So tonight we have got our passion talk with the fire starter again tonight, and she is going to go ahead and button up our topic. I love how we've been doing this. We've been vibing here lately. We've been following up with these good old talks afterwards, and I'm loving it. But Cicely is going to tell us tonight, she's going to give us ways to know whether a man or woman stays or goes. And, like, before we even get started, I want to know, like, is this meaning we making them stay or go, or they're going to stay or go? Like, I know she's got some super awesome, amazing twist that's going to get us, like, right there, so I'm here for it. <laughs> but before I mess it up and get us all down a rabbit hole, I want to bring on our very own fire starter. I have missed you. I have needed to hear all of this energy and all of this voice on this Tuesday. I need this energy in my life. So without further ado, Scoop Nation family, the fire starter, Miss Cicely Victoria. How you doing, sugar? <laughs> Woo! Hello, my squad. Okay, and what's up to Scoop Nation? This is your girl. Let's not belabor the past. This is Victoria. 
Owner and founder of Passion International, my business tree is to help train and equip people to find their voice of identity so they can stop people pleasing and be empowered, encourage confidence and communication. I am a certified professional coach. I'm a counselor as well. I'm the queen of empowerment, and I set people's lives on fire for a living, and that's why they call me the fire starter. Welcome to Passion Talk, you guys, where we give you practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. What up? All right. Today... We are going to be uh, consummating the beautiful discussion about ways to know whether a man or woman stays or goes. So Q asked the question. So it's really both, okay? It's really both for, I guess, someone to discern if they're a good fit, right, for the situation or for someone to indicate to you that, you know, (laughs) this might be your exit. Okay, so it's kind of like both, all right? Does that help? Yep. All right. You're done. Good. Okay. So um, I, I'm going to start with this uh, lyric that I love from a Jill Scott song. She says, Spirit of discernment, pray for it every day. It lets you know who should go and who you should let stay. Oh, I love that. Okay, don't you love you from Jill? Oh, who don't love Jill? I don't know. Okay, but listen, this is important. A high level of intuition and discernment in order to have clarity about those who would vie for your attention is very important. Okay? A high level of intuition and discernment in order to have clarity about those who would vie for your attention. Okay? Meaning everybody should not be qualified. That's really what suggests. Okay? So you should have a vetting system as to see who even gets, you know, the, the access point to even engage, right, in a conversation. Everybody should not have an even, you know, access point. Everybody shouldn't have the key. Yeah, so that is important, okay, first and foremost. Before you even get started in anything, you should have a vetting system to determine who you're letting in the door or not. And you don't have to hook up with somebody in order to discover that, okay? You can have different tracking systems and tracking devices ahead of time to determine that, all right? And if you don't, you should, okay, if you're a full-grown person. All right, listen, time should be considered, okay, precious and a high commodity. All of your time, any of your time is considered precious and a high commodity. It really is. It's one of the main things that you can never get back, right? So that means that you should steward it uh, accordingly and properly. So we shouldn't have time to uh, sparingly or unnecessarily or casually give it away or waste it. And if you have that amount of time in your hands, I submit to you that you're not doing enough in the world or for the world. That's guaranteed, all right? If you have that time on your hands to waste, please give me some of it because I, I, I think I need some more hours in a day. I really do. Okay, so these principles are those um, that we're going to discuss are primarily for those who are in the market for marriage or long-term committed relationships, okay? Let's go for it. Number one, uh, ways to know whether a man or woman stays or goes. Uh, chemistry. Chemistry, you guys. Good old chemistry, okay? <laughs> We're talking chemistry, natural, sexual, emotional, mental, spiritual, all sorts of chemistry, all kinds of chemistry. Listen, Firestarter says attraction is a must, okay? 
Please get that. All right, tweet that. Attraction is a must. <laughs> it's a mess, I say to you, that the attraction component is not that important, but you should focus on other factors. I say pull, 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 and pull. Okay? That is some rule. All right? I don't believe that this is something so much uh, as far as attraction goes, or chemistry goes, rather, that can be conjured up, and it can't be manufactured either. But the easiest way that you can to determine it, it is organically by just being yourself. If you really just bring yourself to the party, that'll be enough, okay, to do it and to determine if there'll be a chemistry or not. I believe chemistry is one of those things, whether you have it or you don't. I really do. That's my my opinion. I don't think you can fake it, and I don't think you can give it time for it to come. All right, I've been there and done that. All right, it's just it's not it's not going to. Okay, no matter how much you desire it to, it, it won't. All right, you can't you can't fake it, and the time is not going to have it to grow. So. Um, if you do that, you're going to be left frustrated and in regret. And listen, it must be a mutual agreement of chemistry and attraction, okay? It can't be one joining on uh, the other and the other not into it, okay? They they body it with you, but they mind on the other side of town, okay? They're messing you around, all right? It got to be mutual agreement, okay? The chemistry is not one-sided, and if it is, you should just reconsider that relationship and not waste people's time, especially if one is really interested, okay? So that's number one, chemistry. Number two, um, there should be connection or a sense of purpose together, ways to know whether a man or woman stays or goes. So you have connection and a sense of purpose together. So what, I, um, what I'm referring to when I say connection here is like how are your lives flowing in synchrony with each other where it makes sense in regards to your interests, maybe your endeavors, your hobbies maybe even, your likes and dislikes. In general, are you moving in tandem with each other regarding your core values, your pursuits, your vision, your goals? It's not to say that you have to be the same person, uh, which may cause for tension and imbalance, of course, but it should more so address being cut of the same cloth, okay, or fabric. That is, that is a such thing. There should be a certain cut, right, um, that is tailor-made just for you, yeah? Anybody have some tailor-made clothes, tailor-made suits? Yeah, they wear a lot differently than those you get out of JCPenney or what's that, K&J or whatever it's called. I don't know. <laughs> but um, the ones they sell for two for something, no, they ain't tailor-made, okay? So I'm talking about... <laughs> So what you know, you get a tailor-made something, okay, that is cut just for you. Number three is wholeness, wholeness. Ways to know whether a man or woman stays their goals, goals is the wholeness measure. To a degree, I submit that developing wholeness and the progression of wholeness um, can be a lifelong work, okay? So, but... Because this is the reason we're ever evolving, we're ever changing, improving, maturing, and growing. Yet, there is a healthy measure of wholeness of a sound and stable place that would mm-hmm. deem someone fit to be suitable for romantic interest. Okay? There is a healthy measure that can deem you fit to be appropriate for a romantic interest. It does not equate to perfection or being 100% flawless, which will never happen, as we know. But some signs of wholeness can be, are you functional versus dysfunctional? Do you have stability versus instability? 
are there systems of governance, okay, and management and navigation in your life that you appropriate? Have you done your soul work? Do you do your mind work? Do you do emotional work? Do you do spiritual work? Do you do physical work? Are you introspective? Are you accountable? These are some characteristics that you can help to track and trace and chart how someone is invested in their level of wholeness, of progressive wholeness, okay? Mm -hmm. Such an individual can be seen as an addition that is worthwhile to a relationship and not a subtraction. Listen, Mm -hmm. you got to be honest with yourself and with others about this phase. This wholeness phase, come on now, this takes honesty because a lot of people try to fake it so they make it, right? Uh -uh, uh -uh. Uh-uh-uh. You need to really look at the clear signs, okay? You need to be honest with yourself and with others. And, And when you're honest and after being honest, don't rush it. Don't rush your process. And don't pretend, okay? You can't pretend this away. No matter how much you care for someone, no matter how much you want it to work, you can't pretend this phase. Either you have a healthy measure of wholeness or you don't. As I tell my clients all of the time, you can't give something you don't have. It's not that people don't care. It's not that they don't want to give it. When someone doesn't know how to give it, you just ain't getting it. Okay, <laughs> so let me be the bearer of that great news, all right? Don't put too much pressure on people because they can't give you anything they don't have. Number four, okay, so so far, ways to know whether man or woman stays or goes. Number one, chemistry. Number two, connection or, or a sense of purpose together. Number three, wholeness. Number four, energy frequency. I'm getting a little deeper with you, okay? Your energy frequency. All right, it is a real thing, okay? Please pay attention to this. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, mental energy. When I say energy, I'm going to get really coachy on you for a sec. In coaching, it's referred to the capacity and the power to perform or produce. That's what's understood when we say energy, okay? I know it's a generalized term that people are throwing around. They don't know what they're saying, okay? But really, that's what energy is being referenced to here, all right? that it's a capacity and perform uh, and power to perform or produce. It is synonymous in the spiritual world to like a grace, right? It's a grace that you have. It's like an anointing, if you will, okay? It's a grace. Now, there are two um, dynamics of this energy. There's anabolic energy, okay? We're going to take a little science detour. Anabolic energy is building energy. It's lifting. It's adding energy, right? Catabolic energy is towards the, the ground, okay? It's draining. It's dragging. It's debilitating energy. I believe we talked about this sometime before in times past. So if you can remember, anabolic is up. Catabolic is down. Does your energy, does the energy that your partner holds, is it a complement to the one that you possess? Does the energy that your partner possess, is it complementary to the one that you hold down? You got to make sure first that yours is intact, okay? And when you make sure that your energy field is intact and your energy frequency is intact, you can properly assess the energy fields around you. Once you are at a governing level of energy frequency, it can be used to gauge the other energy fields operative around you. I've used this practice tool of assessment. Um, in a couple, I use this uh, practical tool of assessment coupled with gauging frequency of thoughts, speech, feelings, and energy. Okay, watching for patterns. These are the people that you're in a relationship with, okay, romantic interests, all right? 
to determine if an individual is suitable to remain in my intimate space, okay, based on what I've already established, right, and as to be my abiding principle and my default, okay? So it does not mean that they are not a good person. Please hear me. It means that sometimes frequencies are simply not on the same channel. People can be good people, okay, good men, good women, right, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're operating in the same wavelength. That's no mm-hmm. judgment, no shade to anyone. If you are with the right person for you, hear me, there will be a charge, there will be an energy, there will be a frequency, there will be a synchrony that feels synonymous and is complementing to yours. Ergo, we've learned birds of a feather flock together, right? So you're not going to catch an eagle with eagle feathers flocking, okay, with a chicken feather, right? So birds of a feather, right, you got to have the same feather. Uh, equate those feathers <laughs> to the energy that is surrounding that force or that field, okay? So that's energy frequency. Let's cap this out. Number five, last one, ways to know if a woman or man stays or goes. They should have the wherewithal to increase your capacity to be better, not neutral and certainly not worse, okay? They need to have the capacity to provoke you to be better, not neutral, not the same, in other words. Okay, that's good. That's decent. That's nice. But you can be by yourself and be the same. Okay, so they should provoke something in you that that lifts you and elevates you to another realm. Okay, not neutral and not worse. In other words, they should stretch you. Nobody, okay, comes to make you happy, right? We've dispelled that myth. We're not talking about that. But they should provoke you to be better in some capacity, either mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, relational, etc. And if they're not doing that for you, please hear it from the fire starter. That relationship is a waste of time. Do not entertain anything out of desperation. That's why your wholeness is so important. But when you make a decision, it should be a definitive one. It should be a persuaded one, and it should be a resolved one as far as I'm concerned, as it pertains to ways to know whether a man stays or goes. So we got chemistry, we got connection and sense of purpose together. We got wholeness, and we got energy, frequency, and finally, they should stretch you. Mm-hmm. Question, comments, or concerns? Honey, I'm here for that entire energy piece. Thank you for those. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It's also very important. That that is so that is such a neglected ingredient. But it really is such oh my it, it it's a control so much. It navigates so much that because people don't know about it. Like they know it but they don't know it and they don't know how to give voice or language to it, so they disregard it. It's your unctioning, it's your it's your sixth sense, if you will, it's your intuition, it's your it's your inner voice that speaks to you. That's your energy. You gotta pay attention to that. Why am I feeling this way around this individual? Why Why is this occurring? Do you understand? And you need to pay attention to that because it's signaling something to you. 
Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Wonderful. You. Okay. We're going to wrap this thing up. I know that that, uh, that timeline is lit, okay? And I know, okay, because this the fire is on me, okay, for this message. You guys, we want you to have the best life with the best individual that you can. Please rep, uh, understand, it's no judgment, no shade to anyone, okay? But always remember, John C. Maxwell, right? You got to say no to what's good in order to say yes to what's best. This has been your girl, Sister okay. Of Passion International. You just um, had Passion Talk where we give you practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. Until next time, I want you to stay in purpose, stay in power, stay in passion, and stay on fire. I love you guys and stay lit. Mwah. Peace.
Uh, we're going to have her on next week to talk about her platform. So tune in next week. Got a great show. See y'all next week. Uh uh-huh.